we all think we're the best at what we do and then you go out there and then you get slapped around a little bit. Who you're taking advice from? I really want the Hispanic community to come up. And I love them, but somos muy cons. Why am I gonna need it? I don't go to the doctors. I think it's because they've been done dirty in the past by someone before. Rosa de Guadalupe, you know. The wind. Every person has two lives. The second one begins when you realize you just have one. I think it all led up to here. Let's have some cafe con pan. Let's talk. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Totem Podcast. Remember that an act of rebellion is to question. Today, we got a very special guest, but of course, always, we got here Eric. How's it going, dude? Um, first year in January. How are you doing on your resolutions? Are you sticking with them, or did you already skip out on them? No, hell no. I'm sticking with them. Like, dude, let's go. Like, uh... We talked, we talked about year, it last week. New Year, New Me, right? New Year, New Me. Talked about some. it last week. Sticking with to the diet, reading the books. How many books have you read now that you said are sticking to the books? Well, I'm, I'm better than my first one. Which one? The Purple Cow. The Purple Cow. Sounds good. good. It's a good one. Pretty, pretty damn good so yeah. far. But with that, we'll give you guys a, a little brief uh, introduction to our special guest today. Pumped to have her on. Pumped for the moves she's doing, the wave she's going to be making here soon. So you guys need to be up to date on all the stuff she's doing. Another great thing, uh, you know, it's family. So it's always good to have family here and seeing the family doing business moves and doing stuff like that. So Melissa, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here and tell you guys about what I'm going to be doing and you guys watch out because I'm coming. It's coming. Man, I like <laughs> it. I like, I like the attitude. I like it. Uh, first, I kind of want to start off like how do you because you're, you're newer into the space, how'd you like kind of light the, the fire under you, the spark? Because you got, you got a family, you got two kids, how, how does that? Work? I think that was the spark. Because when I uh, started this, you know, started with Joshua, I was his office assistant. Hey, I saw a Medicare office assistant, that's what I was doing before opening. I was like, why not? I'm gonna go ahead and apply and see what it's about, you know? So I go on there, apply, and I'm like, ah, they're not going to call me. I was applying for other jobs and everything, and I get a call, and I'm like, oh, crap, you know? She's like, yeah, yeah, we want you. I'm like, all right, good. I was seeing different things, and then a couple months later, they were telling me about what could be done in the future, and I was just found out I had, like, was pregnant. So I was like, oh, gosh, like, not really. Like, I have another baby to think about. <laughs> How long was this ago? Just give us a time frame. Like, like I started... Probably a month later is when I found out I was pregnant. <laughs> so they probably were not expecting that either. Like, hey, we just hired you, and we were expecting you to be here for quite some time. But then they gave me the options, and they're like, you know, right now is the go time if you want to. So they gave me the runaround, like, this is what it'll look like if you want to start now. Because a uh, AAP season was coming, and I was like, all right, let's do it then. So they're like, make sure you get your licenses and all that, and then we can go. But then if, if it wasn't, the job was still there for me, which I thought was really great because I could still bounce back and they were there for me if, if it didn't work out for some reason. But I'm like, no, it's going to work out because I got another kid to take care of <laughs> now. So I think that was the spark, like my growing family. And I think this is the last one. Think you think? think. <laughs> no, I'm 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 pretty sure this pretty is the sure. last one. <laughs> is it? I Bryant? think I'm done. Is it Brian? <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm done, and so I want to be set with kids, and then think about, you know, five years from now, like what I could be doing. My kids will be at a good age, and I want to give them a good good looking life. So for the people that like don't know, like you're an insurance broker. Mm -hmm. Um, how it, how hard is it to like get into it, like getting your licenses and stuff, and like insurance in general? I think it's pretty complicated for a lot of people so like 
is it like does it take a while to learn it all or how do you go about that is it constantly changing or I think it's uh you have to have the mindset of studying <laughs> I know a lot of people don't like to study but it was really all about studying it was pretty the concepts were pretty good if you went over it all but studying was my main thing I spent you know I'd go home from work study like till like 10 at night even sometimes past that every day passing the the pre-test trying to do those every day too if I could how was it studying though was it did, like you say you're staying up like are you feeling like overwhelmed trying to study or you feel like motivated as you're doing it both same both because at the same time it was a lot it was the overload <laughs> it was a lot of new information I didn't know about um but a lot of information I did know because I would already have uh like insurance business like in um like I already had information like because I worked at like insurance like helping people out with that billing and stuff like that and I already had sort of like a background some of the stuff was like oh you know now I see why this stuff is done so then I was like, all right, let's do it. I was so nervous to do the testing because I did both of them. It's a life and health you have to take. So it's two of them if you want to sell Medicare. And it's actually three with the AHIP, which is the hardest one. So you can do the two, which I did at MCC. And I did them the same day, and I was almost crapping my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, Tom Brian, like, I'm so nervous, you know. And do they tell you right away if you pass or not? Yeah. So okay. I did the first one, and she's like, do you want to know your, your result? And I was like, no, let's wait for the second one. And I was already like, shame breaks, like. <laughs> what if you're just like, let me do the second one, you do it. You're and like, I don't oh, pass well, the you, first. Didn't, you didn't pass the first <laughs> you one. You didn't pass any of them. <laughs> so I was like, let me just take the second one, and we'll know if it's for sure, you know. And then I come out, she's like, you passed. And then I look, and it, I barely passed. Barely. But I passed. I freaking went in the car, bawled my eyes out, like, like I was like, damn, I didn't, you know, all that studying and yeah, all those thing, nights. The thing on the certification doesn't say you barely passed. Yeah. It's like you got a Like, I got it. You got it, because I'm in the same situation when I got my drone license. Yeah. It's, I barely passed, but guess what? I passed. I dude, think that it was side note, that drone yeah. license, dude, the questions they tell you to study is nothing <laughs> it's like little, the test. It's exactly. a little too, too much for, dude, for the drone. Dude, I was like, like... What what's what's going on here? This wasn't this wasn't what I signed up for. Yeah, that, it's, it's basically like a pilot license. Yeah, thanks. It's, it's weird. Sign out. Sign out. I just I'm just curious because uh, he's very out there with stuff, and a lot of people just think he's just talking shit. How is it working behind Joshua? Actually seeing everything behind the scenes. You know, working for Joshua was probably I wouldn't. It was like an eye opener for me because. I was like, I already heard what you had told me about him, you know? You're like, oh, Joshua's uh -oh. this, Joshua's that. Uh-oh. No, uh -oh, like, Joshua. good things, Joshua. <laughs> Don't worry. You already know. <laughs> but, no, I was like, oh, crap, you know, this guy is, like, upbeat, paced, and he was, you know? I only saw him sometimes in the office because he'd be, like, come and go and things like that. But he gave me the tools I needed. He was there if I had any questions or, you know, he'd make sure I knew who to go to if I had needed help. But most of the time, like, he showed me and I got it. Like, he already knew that I would take care of things for him, which I think we both, like, worked good at that, that aspect, working together. And that really helped me to, um, business-wise, like, coming forward, like, I'll use his skills and all that, watching him back behind the scenes and using that when I go out on the field too. Do you think that's kind of necessary for, for when someone's starting off to have like a good mentor role model to kind of like see? Because like, I'm just thinking of it because 
we all think we're all we're, we're the best at what we do and then you go out there and then you get slapped around a little bit so you don't really know what it is but then when you have someone that's like okay like i've done it this is kind of what's going to happen this is what you can kind of expect and this is how we're going to prepare you absolutely because i think it's different when you see people on tv and all that stuff you see them you're like oh i can do that you know well, that'd be cool to do. You watch all these videos online. You think you're going to get it. But until you get hands-on, somebody face-to-face, it's different. You get that experience like, oh, like, oh this guy is really going to help me, you know. And you get to see it firsthand instead of watching it through a screen. And I think that's a little bit harder when it goes that route. I think it's important to like also know like who you're taking advice from. Like yeah. It's better to take, obviously, advice from someone who's like done it and is currently doing it. And you've done something with it, mm-hmm. then someone who's just like on social media, just like, oh yeah, look at yeah. this, look at that, because they, you don't know if they're actually doing it. Mm-hmm. They might be doing it, but you don't know, and that's the, that's the problem, I think. Yeah, but, and then because you see his background too, like you know he's blown up, you see what he's done, and things like that. So you're like, yeah, absolutely, and he's one of the top ones, you know. So we're like, why not? <laughs> so I feel like I'm very lucky to be able to have him for support and things like that. The so what you're doing is more uh, so your son is Medicare so it's like how is that how do you have those conversations because the market for that is like older people like how is those conversations how it is because everyone too I think they're like oh everything's technology I can do it but a lot of older people don't really do it like that mm-hmm. how is what have been challenges that you're facing with stuff I think like the that? challenges is are that like we can't go op- to door to door or we can't like, hey, like, are you, you know, turning 65 this year? You know, we can't, like, go on to an old person and be like, hey, you need Medicare, you know? It's a lot harder. Um, so they have to, like, come up to you yeah, and approach you? Yeah, you have to, or leads, like, the leads. Or, but that could be something that you can't always rely on because most of the time those will be like, yeah, we'll do it. And then you catch up with them a little bit longer. And they're like, oh, I'll just wait or I changed my mind or or they're not educated enough that um, they don't want to do Medicare at all. So I guess what is the number one way if, if you can't, you know, you can't approach them. So it's like, how, how do you get people, I guess? That's the thing that we're doing right now. That's the fun part. <laughs> the, <laughs> trying to get exposure out there, word of mouth, uh, referrals, you know, things like that. So people know about you and things like that. Not just because how are they going to know about me? I'm just like, they probably don't know me right now. Like, who's Melissa, you know? Who is she? What is she doing here? Like, they probably hear me all, oh, yeah, that girl, you know? But the the one thing is, though, like, if you're going to, like, start, like, putting yourself out there more, there's obviously going to be people hating on you. There's going to be those haters. There's going to be people talking shit. I mean, we've experienced especially, like, trying to, like, start your own thing, kind of start wanting to better your own life. Sometimes it's the the, the bucket of crabs that are going to pull you down. And it it might suck. Some people are going to support you. There's been gonna be like a lot more people that are just kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, what the fuck, who the fuck does she think she is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'll tell you straight up, it's like you think about it, you're 24, you say you can do some video stuff and some camera stuff, why the fuck should someone believe you? If you think about it, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's just why like should the, they believe? I'm asking you, why should oh, they believe oh. you? No, it's just like the the experience that comes with it, like the conversations you have with people, because a lot of people can go and they have they talk a game, but then they don't actually come through. And that's the that's the thing that I do. That's like I say what I'm gonna do, and like the biggest thing is like showing up and mm-hmm. putting it out there and giving people results. 
there's a lot, especially like in the video world, there's like, oh yeah, and as long as you have a camera, you're good, you're, you can go out, go out and start charging people. But if you don't really know the strategies, you don't really know what's working for people, you don't really know the market, then it's kind of, yeah, you're doing a disservice to your client. And, and, even, that, and that just does not sit right with me. And some people are fine just taking, me, taking money from other people. And I, that's the one thing that I hate. It's like, if you're just starting out, cool, be honest with it. Um, but don't go like steal people's money and yeah. rob them of their money pretty much because that shit pisses me off. Yeah, so, so it's like pretty much like you're saying, there's a lot of people out there that don't have a great product. They're pretty much taking advantage of people out there. There's a lot of them that we know personally. <laughs> yep. But um, they, you, they probably don't know who they are. Oh, they do. They know. They know. But... Um, <laughs> so how do you deal with that? Like, there's a lot of people out there, especially like older folks, you know, there's probably a lot of people that just take advantage of them, sign them up, and then they just like, cool, I got your money. And then they don't talk to them when they need stuff, or they don't actually give them the, the customer service. What sets you apart in that space? I think what's going to set me apart, because I'm just starting off, everybody knows that, is my... My vision is helping someone from the beginning to the start. Like, I'm going to walk in and help you with the very first step, which is, the like, some people, they agents do that, but they'll be like, well, just call this number and sign up, um, which is for their part A and B. I'm going to help you sign up for that through Social Security first. I'm going to get to know you. I want to get to know your family, you know, and things like that. I'm, I'll come and to your home and we'll chat. We'll make it about us first, get to know them, and then we'll talk about with information, questions you have, and things. So I'll be there the beginning through to the end, and even through the through the middle part is when I'm going to be there too. Any answers, any questions come up, billing issues, things like that. I'll take care of them for you, because if you call the carriers, they give you the runaround, and we don't want that. So I'll be the point where you can come to me, and I'll take care of things. I think that's important. What you said, like having the conversations first with them, getting to know them, mm-hmm. and probably what they actually want and what they actually need. So I mean, that's just what, a cookie cutter thing. Like, not, oh, yeah. this is what you need. This is what everybody gets. Like, mm-hmm. well, based on your information, like this is the best option. You know, because I don't want to just be like, oh, I'm here. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you information about manicure. What questions do you have for me? Like, I want it to be a cool experience. Like, I'm coming over to talk to my tias or tios. You know, mm-hmm. things like that. Because at the end of the day, that's what it is. Most of them don't know any information. So me coming over, like. Let's have some cafe con pan if you want, you know? <laughs> While we fucking chat. And that's, like, important, yeah. though, like, having that, like, building those relationships with people. You're not there to sell them. Yeah. Like, obviously, you are going to, like, sell them something, but mm-hmm. you're not going with the intention of just selling them. You're getting there. You're, get, you're going to help them out. Help. Mm-hmm. And that's the big thing It's help. And that's, and that's what, one thing you do, too, is, like, a lot of, like, the businesses we help. You don't just go in there, like, there's a price you want or not. No, you're, like, first of all, what do you need? Because, like, a lot of people might not need. How much do you charge? Exactly. I, mean, I get a lot of those messages. How much <laughs> you charge for a video? Like, I don't even know what business you have, brother. Like, come on, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like, but I think that middle part is lost in, in, in anything. Because what you would, pretty much what you're doing, you're selling, but it's a certain kind of like, I guess you would say like product service, you know, it's more like a service mm-hmm. that they're having. Us is like a service also. But I think that middle thing is is lost. Yeah. They just sign them up, get the money, and then once it's time to renew again, like, hey, what's up? Yeah, like, they check in. Where you been for 11 months, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever. And I heard a great thing from Alex Ramosi. He says, have as much touching points with your client. That way they you can kind of reassure them. If they have, maybe maybe they don't have any questions, but then they just see your, like, message or whatever, like, hey, how's everything going? How's this? And then it kind of gives them reassurance mm-hmm. to be like, 
he's actually looking at my stuff. You know, he yeah, didn't just exactly. sign me up and just doing this. He's actually being um, like a little bit up to date with that. In, in kind of like your experience, because you worked a little bit like behind the scenes with Joshua. What's one of the bis- biggest like misunderstandings that like older people have? Like. Probably they don't know that sometimes they can rely on the, like Joshua has his office team, that they also have that, they're there for them. Like sometimes they'll try to call the carriers directly, and I think sometimes they forget who's there for them at the end of the day. Like they they don't, they forget, they, they just call the carriers, they'll be like, oh, I'll take care of it myself. They'll try to do it themselves, and sometimes it's not the best thing to do because we'll remind them like you know we're here for you that's what we're here for because sometimes us doing it goes a little bit smoother than having them do it by themselves do you you guys have like kind of like i guess a system that you would break it down for people because like with all the stuff you're saying earlier like the a and then the b and then this i don't understand it's complicated (laughs) and i think i i feel like i'm like Kind of somewhat intellectual, you know, but I don't understand <laughs> uh, a lot. Of, so how do you do? Sure. How do you, <laughs> sure. Come back yeah. in. How many years? <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how do, how do you explain that? Like, because you almost have to like break it down. Like, yeah, it's basically a, like. Parts. Do you have do you have like a system kind of how you how you you guys do stuff or you break it down? Yeah, because pretty much uh, we have like a handbook. We'll have handbooks or you know information that they can read and things like that. But most of the stuff is um, sometimes they read online and I'm like, sometimes you need somebody to talk to you in person. Mm-hmm. So there is the first, when everybody turns 65, there's part A and B, which um, part A usually is usually everybody gets a premium if they've worked the amount of hours and things like that. Some of them don't have to pay that. Then there's the part B and that goes off to work history and things like that. And most of the time they'll have to pay for that too. But sometimes people use their social security benefits for that to help them with that. And then you go on to the other parts. You know, there's your part C, your part D. And a lot of people don't know if you don't have your part D, then you'll get a penalty and things like that. Like, there's a lot of little things people don't know about. Like, if they do it themselves, they'll just be like, oh, you have to sign up for part A and B. They don't tell them, like, if you don't sign up for the part D, which is prescription drug coverage, they'll get a penalty. And I'll meet if they with don't people. Sign up for it? Mm-hmm. Okay. They have a certain amount of time to sign up for coverage. If they don't, they'll get a penalty. And I've, some people I've talked to, they'll be like, "Oh, I didn't get told that," you know. Or that's, like that's the, the problem. They might have like the information. They might have. They might be able to go to the website and like look it up. Yeah. But then like the the language they or use, they how might, it's mm-hmm. written, it's just like so. Because they might miss like you know online, you can miss anything. Like it might be harder. You know, sometimes you scroll through, and you're like, "Oh yeah." yeah. Yeah. I have to do this and this and mm-hmm. that, and then you miss a little point. Yeah, I met with someone. They're like, "Oh, like I wasn't told that," yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, I'm, "That's what I'm here for now," you know. And I think it's a lot of like misunderstandings that they have because, like you said, they can use like they have social security money. Like, better take advantage of it because that's going to disappear, you know. So, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, so like they can use stuff like that, and they can mm-hmm. get, like get money from like other stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and I don't think. I guess depending what metric we have for it, but like price wise, like I don't think it's as much for like the coverage. I guess you could, you could. Yeah, get. and a lot of uh, like people that work don't know like a lot of their employer coverage. Some of their stuff is way expensive, and then you compare it, and you're like, oh, it's a better option. You know, you compare it to you, employer coverage to this, and that's why you try to educate them and make sure they know if they're still being wanting to work for some couple more years instead of retiring yeah what's um what's i guess 
when we're in business, we always have to go like, yeah, we'll kind of work with everyone, but it's like you got to niche down, like who you want to work with. Like for us, like I love them. I really want the Hispanic <laughs> community to come up. I want them to do marketing because that's the biggest thing. Like with our parents had business, like mm-hmm. businesses lack marketing. They don't even know where to go. They think it's just like commercial on TV. Like mm-hmm. th- it's way much more than that. Like that's mm-hmm. not even, that's nothing of it. And I love them, but oh. Somos muy colos. We don't. We want to keep all the money for ourselves. They don't, they don't like to. They, <laughs> they don't like see, to do they don't see the bigger picture. They don't see the bigger picture. They just say like, "Yeah, dude, but this this week is good." Like, cool. But for business, we got to like, okay, let's think like next month. Okay, let's you know put systems, and they don't have anything. What is the market that you're trying to target? Well, my heart is open for everybody, but what I want to target is more of the Hispanic community. You know, the people, Spanish speakers, like, los que no sabos. <laughs> los no sabos. Los no sabos. Because parents. Yeah, most of the time, as Hispanics, we, a lot of people take advantage of Hispanics. Because mm-hmm. of the language barrier. So that's why I want to be there. Like, no, I'm going to be here for you. You know, I, I speak Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to help you out. Like, I'm not going to let you let no. <laughs> Especially with something so confusing like insurance. Like, probably yeah. like, first of all, they might not even have like Medicare or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or if they do, it's probably not the right coverage because they just got some random person or they just sign up on the website yeah. or on the phone. Or somebody called them on the phone like, hey, it's your time. And they're like, okay. Like, they're like, some things still like unanswered. Some things they don't know about, more benefits they could possibly have, you know, things like that. Like I want to be there for that. Yeah, I think the the translation of a lot of stuff. They mean, like I don't even understand it. I don't even know what it is. I'm just thinking of, like our family, like in general. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think a lot of people know. Like there's stuff. I think I know English and Spanish, but there's stuff that I don't know how to translate either mm-hmm. or. Like, I get you. Yeah, so <laughs> I have to. Sometimes I'm like, let me see. (laughs) Let me Google it. (laughs) I do speak Spanish, but (laughs) let me see real quick. (laughs) Well, we translate in our our language, you know, we're Spanglish sort of sometimes. Like, oh, yeah, you know, sometimes you're just like, oh, like this word. You're like, oh, sí, en Medicare, ¿verdad? Mm -hmm. Oh, esa cosa, you know, sí, lo tenemos que um, abrir la aplicación y todo eso. And they're like, sometimes like, huh? Yeah, especially like. The technology aspect of it too because mm-hmm. like my mom's she's she knows a little bit of more technology my dad's kind of coming along mm-hmm. but like a couple years ago they were just they did not know anything and like i can only imagine for like that too people's mm-hmm. grandmas and grandpas like they like t- even though technology's been around they just never like really adapted it mm-hmm. so like that aspect like can be pretty hard for them too yeah, because it'd be like, you had to sign up online, you can sign, make an account. They're like, huh? Like, I don't even know how to use my cell phone. <laughs> Open Google. Where's that at? Yeah. A, a lot of them do. A lot of them do and a lot of them don't. Like, if if it's if it's for the right interest, like, dude, they, they'll find a way. If it's for Facebook, they'll find a way. Dude, a lot of people <laughs> have a Facebook. They're like, I don't know, dude. I don't know how to do research on, like, whatever XYZ or I don't know how to see that contract in my emails. Like, they're like, well, I've ta- I've had a couple conversations. They'll be like, dude, I don't know. I don't even know if I have an email. It's like, well, do you have Facebook? Like, yeah. Well, you had to fucking have an email to open your Facebook. Yeah, right. So it's like, <laughs> come on. Like, you know, you had to yeah. verify your email. To open. So it's like, you have Para que nos conviene. Para que nos conviene. Yeah, no uh-huh. <laughs> nos gusta mirar lo que nos conviene y lo que no. We're just like, hey, no. What's one of the biggest challenges you see in the Hispanic market, though? Like, besides the language barrier? Probably low-income families. 
but there's a lot of there is a lot of help though for them that they don't know about too but i feel like sometimes when they hear the word insurance they're like oh you know i don't have money for that like i barely have money for like the tortillas and stuff you know Mm -hmm. but there is a lot of things that they could qualify for that they don't know about so i think that's the biggest challenge is them thinking that there's not enough there's not enough help for them because of income and do you have that I mean, we're going to find out more as you start going down it. But a lot of people, they're kind of, they don't want to be vulnerable. They don't want to be like, I have a low income. Like, they're not going to tell you, like, I ain't making money. They're gonna, so it's kind of harder for them, even for us. Like, that vulnerability is kind of hard. So how, how, how do you navigate around those things? Or kind think, of, yeah. like, it's, it's probably hard for people to just, first of all, like, because you need to know that they need make. help and then go yeah. out and actually look for someone who's going to help them out. Mm-hmm. I think, like I first said, trying to build that relationship with them is going to help me a lot. Because, like, I mean, like, who's going to want to talk to somebody about straight-up insurance right away? Like, I want to make sure, like, they know I'm their, you know, prima, they can call me or whatever. Their little knee, like they say, the little nieta or whatever. <laughs> they can mm-hmm. call me whatever they want, you know, to get a relationship started. I think it's going to be the first, like, thing and then getting through that challenge because i know a lot of folks are like no i don't want to talk about you know information that's too personal or a lot of people are like well already i don't need it you know i don't even go to the doctor (laughs) you know things like that i get that a lot like why am i gonna need it i don't go to the doctors why do i need to go to the doctors a lot of people don't believe in that especially the hispanics you already know You already know. I'm not going to say names, but some people don't like to go to the doctor when they need it, you know, mm-hmm. just because. Because I, I, I think it's just like a misconception. I think it's like a, the, yeah. The doctors. It's like a Hispanic thing. I don't know. Maybe it's. But I think Because <laughs> a lot of my abuelitos and tias are like, I'm not going to go to the doctor. Like, okay. you know, they're dying. And <laughs> I, I, I kind of have a theory on it. It's I, I think it's because they've been done dirty in the past by someone before. Because I've dealt with that, like, with people like marketing, like, they're scared to do marketing for the because they've been done dirty before. Or, like, they're like, why am I going to go to the doctor? He told me I have to stop eating so much fried foods and cut back on my carbs. I love that shit. And I think that's where we go back to the language barrier. Like, because a lot of doctors in now are English, you know, they sometimes don't have a person to translate for them. So they feel like that's why, too, they might have felt like they took advantage of them because of the language barrier. Too. So they kind of have like they're like on defense mode right yeah. away. They're not even letting it the shield come down. So so when you go, just show up with a little bag of bun. Yeah, bun that, that would at least open it to have that first. Guanchi no, or whatever. I think it gave me an that, idea. You know, a little a mug. You know, Mexican mug, and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, here's the contra. Like, like, it's you cold. Know, let's have it's some, cold. Let me in. <laughs> let's have some cafe con pan. Let's talk. Because <laughs> then also, like, um, some people might, like, might honestly have been, like, healthy their whole lives. So they're like, why am I going to spend money on this? I've never needed it. I'm never going to need it. Okay. But that's, like, the whole point of insurance. Like, you're not planning for what it is. You're planning for what, what it if, could be. What if? Healthy compared to who? Like, that's where it goes, too. That's, yeah. So it's like... Everyone's always big boned when it has when it comes down to the thing. I used to be big boned. <laughs> his, his, yeah, he had a problem with his dryer. That, that was the <laughs> fucking dryer, dude. <laughs> <laughs> the um, I'm curious to know. So you're newer in this space. You've been kind of uh, like wanting on this on this uh, journey to get better and stuff. What in the past do you think has kept you 
from moving forward? Like, was it doubt or, you know, insecurities? Like, what was it? Because we also have that, we, we talk about it all the time, too, like, that flip the switch moment, kind of that gets you going. Because mm-hmm. you could, like, for some people, it's, like, traumatic events happen in their life. For some people, it's just, like, something happened close to their family. But mm-hmm. it's always that some, that some one thing that, like, flips the switch for someone, and they're like, oh, shit. Let me get all my shit. Like, I'm, I'm slacking. And for some people, sadly, but that moment never comes from. Yeah. Well, I, I think this began probably, like, who? how long has it been now? Um, probably eight years ago. I lost my dad, but then I moved away. <laughs> I moved away at 18 years old to move to move and start a new life in a whole new state, <laughs> which was Alaska. I was a military spouse, and I think for all those years, um, I was so used to just being the military spouse that I did work on some things up there for me, but I still felt like something was missing. I still uh, felt like I wasn't doing what I was supposed to be doing. You know, I always liked helping people. I was a caregiver, um, things like that. Like, I always, that was the main thing. Like, I want to help people. I didn't know if it was, like, nursing or, like, what way it would have been. But then we moved back, and I was like, all right. Like, it's my time. Like, I'm 27 years old. Like, I need to figure out. You know, they say you're never too old or whatever, but I was at that point where I was like, no, like, it's time for, my, it's time for me to do what I need to do. Like, my husband did his active duty and his time he's done I think now it's my turn to like kind of give back to both of us because he's worked hard too you know to get us to where we are at so I felt like that was the kind of the point too where I was like it's it's my time now to do what I gotta do so here I am trying to get this going let's go (laughs) but but what was that like moment that you flipped where you just over there just like dude I'm like I'm meant for more like did you have, like, a specific moment where you're just, like, you had the Rosa de Guadalupe, you know, the sun come up? And <laughs> the wind. Like, uh, <laughs> no, but, like, in all seriousness, was, was there something where you're just, like, dude, like, I need something better? Or or what do you, did you have something like that or no? I think it would, took years to build up to that moment, though. I don't think it was, like, one exact moment. Like, I think it was moments that led up to, like, finally saying this is it. Like, my dad passing, I was like, all right. At that point, I already knew, like, I needed a better, I needed to think about my future better. Like, I already knew that I had to go on and do something better for him, too. But then after those years, I just kept passing. I think just having jobs that I wasn't happy with or just felt like something was missing, like I said. And then moving back here in our hometown, things were different. Everything's different. Like, even family, you know, everybody got their own thing going. Seeing other people do their thing, I think and all that and like I said me being pregnant again I didn't think I was going to be <laughs> did this happen Surprise. but I think um, when I found out I was pregnant I was really thinking about what I needed to do to better I think I was like alright like, what do I need to do or what do I want to do that I'm going to feel comfortable doing like I need to think about it now because in five years like maybe I'll be different who knows like maybe I have a different mindset like, maybe I want to go further in this business, you know? That's okay. I think people sometimes mm-hmm. are married to their thoughts. Like, I said I was going to do this. Uh, I, I better just keep doing it because I said I was going to, like, well, yeah, you can evolve. You can change. You can mm-hmm. be like, you know what? I don't want to do that no more. I can Maybe I can do this. Mm-hmm. And one thing, one thing you said that was uh, pretty good, too, is that you, you moved away. And that's one thing that we talk about, too, like, for people to kind of get away from where they grew up. 
at least for a short period of time. It doesn't have to be super long, whatever. But then it kind of gives you that clarity. You're not around all your friends. You're not around, like, all your family. Like, it might suck for a little bit for other people to do. But then, like, kind of like just get out there so you can, like, find yourself. Sounds kind of stupid, but, like, so you can find yourself, know what you actually want to do, and just have that, that like, mental clarity. Yeah. And then if you want to come back later, mm-hmm. you can come back. That's fine. Or you could do move on to other things or whatever. But that's one thing that, like, I tell people, like, it's very important to just get out, go experience life on your own a little bit, and then see where that takes you. Yeah, and if you come back, you come back. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with coming yeah. back, but it's very important to get out. To get out. Get out yeah. so you can at least experience different ways of life, how other people live life, what other people are doing in other spaces. Mm-hmm. And like maybe you're living in a shitty area, and then you get out, and then you're like, oh, shit, this is way better. Mm-hmm. And she's going to change your, your outlook on life. Yeah, because I think all those, you know, years, all the moving out, everything, I think it all led up to here. Because I don't think me being here now, without going through all that, or following, you know, leaning the ladder, I don't think it would, we would have been here. I, I wouldn't know. I probably, I don't know what I would have been doing. <laughs> but I think all those steps, you know, to take, to be here back again, I think it led to here. Yeah, no, that's great, though. But I think realizing you need something better, you need to change is, is huge. One of my favorite quotes, quotes from Naval Ravikant, it's every person has two lives. The second one begins when you realize you just have one. And it's like, fuck. I heard that one. I was like, fuck. No, my like, quote, my lifeline quote has been the journey of a thousand miles begins with just a single step. That's yeah. been my start. Just get that's, started. Even if it's, mm-hmm. you know, who says that it's, you can start that step as many times as you need to. Like, who says it's just one, you know, one and go. How long ago did you hear that? Oh, since high school. Well, with that, that one step is just taking that, just that step. Yeah. But some of those steps might be backwards. Some of those steps yeah. might be forward. But that, that people, quote has always been my... And people are afraid to uh-huh. go backwards in life or to look to other people that they're going backwards in life because they want to yeah. put on the front that they're doing better, they're doing good. But they don't, they don't want to take that step back to be able to move forward because mm-hmm. they're taking that step back to go down like this slide that's going to make them go faster, but they don't want to do it. They want to just keep going mm-hmm. and keep going up this steep-ass mm-hmm. hill. What motivates you to get better and improve yourself every day? I think right now it's just me. Like before, I'd be like, I'm doing it for these people, which I am, you know. I'm always going to do it for my dad. He's up in heaven, you know. I'm always going to do it for my family, my husband, my kids, you know, not. But right now, it's about me. Like, I'm going to do it for me. Like, I'm at that point where I'm like, I've been through, you know, everybody goes through their worst, their ups and downs. And I'm like, it's my time. Like, I'm doing this for me. So at the end of the day, I'm like, I need if I need to put them, go out there and put a smile on and do all this and that, it's because of me, you know? Like, I'm not going to do it for nobody else. It's because of me. That's awesome. What motivates you, Eric? There's a lot of things. Um, the main one. The main one. One of the things that motivates me is just to not be that person that I was a year ago. I always want to keep improving myself, uh, whether it's, like, in the business, like, getting better at my skills or whatever, or just straight up just as a person, um, just being a better person, um, and just not falling back into those old habits that I had before, 
those old habits they'll they'll fuck you up and it's they're called habits for a reason because you've done it for so long and it's easier to fall back into and you got to be comfortable with being uncomfortable to be able to actually grow as a person and that's one thing that i'm still not comfortable sometimes but just going for it you know like Mm -hmm. how you how you said is like focusing on yourself doing it for yourself and then obviously you want to help out all these people but it's like got to do it for yourself to be able to help out all these people you can't be doing it for them it's for yourself to help out everybody else yeah no that's that's huge what about you me i mean there's a like you said there's a there's a list of them there's a list of them we can sit here we just got deep huh (laughs) one of my favorite quotes and i think it hits dead on for me too i mean i have a lot of favorite quotes if you guys haven't noticed um it's conor mcgregor this is when he was like peak He's like, you giving up on your dreams, you giving up on your life, on your potential, what you could be, you're doing a disservice to the people that believe in you, to your kids, to your wife, to your family, to your like, whoever believes in you. You're, you're doing a disservice to them. Like, say like me, I'm 29. Like, you've been saying you wanted to be better for 29 years and you haven't done it yet. Let's just say for anybody, whatever age, someone out there listen to, and you haven't done it yet. So like, sometimes you believe in a you it's probably not going to work because you've been with you for the last 29 years. So it's like sometimes you have to find something be- bigger, whether it's your kids or whatever. Just think about it. If you, if you guys have kids, just think about it. You waking up fucking late every morning or whatever, and your kids just sitting there watching you lay there sleeping, like not aspiring to be more. And you're just sitting there not doing nothing. And then just say you die. And that's the last image they have of you, of a fucking worthless person. So it's like, I think that's what motivates you, just not, just to not be that person, I think. But, I think then, but then be comfortable with it that it's a process. That's the thing. So you want your kids knowing, like, hey, my dad was badass. Fuck yeah. It's a pinche monico. I think that's a shoot, because it's like I said, yeah, like, that's, I think, I've always been with myself, like, cool, it was like, like so I go to lunch with my with my daughter and like I'm like a superhero with the kids like everybody wants to play with me and run around it's like dude if I'm like three four hundred pounds you know like I'm not gonna be able to run around with all the kids mm-hmm. so it's like I want them to be like oh yeah that's my dad yeah mm-hmm. and I, I think that's the thing with it but then I, I mean I don't know each person has different ways and I think motivation comes and goes so I think you have to that's where you kind of start building you get motivation to start, but they need a discipline to keep going. But then the motivation mm-hmm. will kind of, you start building discipline as you go through it. And I think your motivations for each thing can change. Like you can have this that motivated you for this month, but then you need to find something else to always keep aspiring, I think. I think what you said about like what you want, like your kids to have that, like, a vision of you, I think that's important because I've seen it, like I don't have kids personally, but I've seen it with like yet. Yeah, but I've seen it with, like, uh, like cousins and stuff and, like, nieces and nephews that, like, other people have. And you see, like, the relationship that they that people have with their kids, and it's, it's not good. You start noticing that kids are paying attention to everything. They soak up everything that, they're, mm-hmm. that their parents do, everything. good or bad. Yeah. And, the, and I've had experiences where a lot of times it's bad. And then you just, like, feel for the kid. You're like, oh, fuck, like. Sucks. Damn. Like oh that's the way that's why they're acting the way they are. Yeah, you start yeah. seeing why they, <laughs> the, that's the way they are. But that's the I think that's the biggest thing is kind of being able to block to external stuff. Like I, 
I mean, my family, they know it, but it's like, I only need, like, yes, you do bad decisions or whatever, whatever it is. I only need three people in my corner, and it's my kids and my wife. Like, it's like, it's us against the world. Like, you know, you don't need anybody really else in your corner. And I think a lot of people else, like, yeah, you need that, but then you start complying or, you know, doing stuff for other people that is like, cool. Like, you're not. So this is this is change the subjects real quick, <laughs> but it's like people say like they're cheating on their spouse or whatever. It's like I think you not being loyal, doing a disservice to them. I think that's a way of cheating. You can fucking say whatever you guys want with it, but it's like I think that's a way of cheating. You're more loyal to other people that you don't even live with or or nothing. Like they say like, hey, we should do this. You're like, yeah, let's go do it. And then like your wife or your spouse been telling you, you should do it forever, and you're just putting it off. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a way of cheating to me. But I mean, everybody has their metrics, their standards. Some people have higher standards than others, and it's, it's okay. Some people have lower standards. Yeah, and that's okay too. If they're happy with it, that's okay. But it's not okay because other people, other kids see, see them too and see the way they act, and it just le- leads to, to more cycle. fucked up kids. <laughs> yeah, the cycle. Then their kids yeah. are going to be like that, and then their kids. We're trying to we're trying to better. We gotta stop it everybody. at we're one point. We're trying to better the generation. Try to better. Stop the it youth. right there. <laughs> Let's circle back now to the intro. We got a, got <laughs> sidetracked a little bit. If you guys haven't noticed, that happens a lot here. What's one of the biggest goals you have this year for twenty twenty four? This year, um, like business wise, business wise is helping more than one person. <laughs> Last year, I helped uh, one person and. Um, which was a goal of mine too, at least one person. Hey, that's fine with me. Um, helping at least another person is my goal. Like, I'm not going to put a number greater than that because, I mean, Why it not? could happen. Why not? <laughs> Why not? If you did that in like a couple months, you have a whole year. Because that's the you thing I'm going to keep. Oh, I'm going to help people. one person. That's going to be my thing. Oh, and then another person is going to come like that, you know? If I keep saying, I'm going to help 20 people, um, what if those 20 people don't come? What if only five came? It's more than one. Exactly. Exactly. So it's five is more than one. It's about, uh, like Grant Cardone says, uh, 10 extra goals. No, probably that and doing more, um, like, seminar, more information to give to people, being more out there, doing that part of the side instead of trying to do things in the backhand, which, like, leads and stuff. Probably try to be more out there with the seminars and being more educational going out to probably food banks and things like that or other things that I can do to be able to put myself out there too. So we're doing this in, we're doing this in English, but you're going to be doing a lot of those in Spanish also, or how's that going to work? So I'm going to begin with Spanish ones first. Uh, I'll probably start with a couple or up to four for a month, and then we'll go from there and think about if I need to do a mix of both. But I want to begin with Spanish first, target that, and then we'll go from there. Are you going to have, like, a spot where you do them? So I'll be trying to look for spaces, you know, here in Fort Morgan, Brush, maybe Sterling, Akron. I might go a little further, but those are the ones that I'm going to begin um, sort of looking for right now. And then if it's different, well, obviously everybody will know. But for now, I think that will be the f- four main ones at the moment. I think also having a, a good online presence is going to help you out. So we were talking about earlier, like they they might not know technology, but they know That's how right. to be on Facebook. That's true. Like just being there and just being like slowly, like they come, they see you like on their feet or whatever. It's gonna, I think it's gonna that help too. Because Joshua tells me stop being a secret <laughs> agent. 
So that's that's a goal too. Like social media is big for everybody. We all know that. Whether it's TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, like maybe that could expand a lot. So I think not being so secretive of what I do, I think is going to help too. Do you believe in what you do? Of course. Are you proud of what you do? Well, yeah. <laughs> so I think that those are the two things that kind of hold people back, why they don't want to put themselves out there more. Because they're just like, what if people catch on to me that I'm, I'm a fraud? I'm not doing it. Like, yeah. Like, if you if you believe in what you do, and if you're proud of, like, your achievements, like, yeah, put yourself out there. Yeah. And, like, some people are going to like it, some people aren't, and it's okay. What they say, keep your mm-hmm. enemies closer, though. <laughs> Choose your enemies wife. <laughs> PBD. PBD. <laughs> Great book. <laughs> No, but I think that's that's important though. Um, if if someone like listens to this, they want to reach out or they know someone who might need some help, like where can they go and like find you and get in contact with you? Well, they can go to my Facebook, which is Melissa Reyes, or um, um, they can find me through my email. I go ahead and yeah, it's okay. Melissa what? Melissa at or my phone number, which I'll probably say right now too. <laughs> Yeah. 970-939-8256. Leave me a message if you can't get to me because I do have to remind you that I have a newborn at home, but <laughs> I'll get back to you as soon as I can because uh, that's my aspect. I won't let it go for more than a day. <laughs> but with living with a newborn and the kids, I might not answer right away. <laughs> so, last to finish off, give me why should... If I'm a person that needs insurance, why should I work with you? You should work with me because why not? <laughs> First of all, I think. Tell me the dream. Tell me the dream. <laughs> I think me being um, the two languages is helping me a lot. You know, English and Spanish. I speak both. If you have somebody that needs both language barriers, I'm here to help. I'm here to help from, like I said, the beginning and the end, during. If there's anything during that we need to get done, I'm going to be here to help you through it. Like, I want to be, like I said, that person that you can go to to have freaking cafe con pan. Like, that person, like, hey, I'm in a car just to chat, you know? Even if we just talk about your dogs or, you know, hey, how's how'd you do today, you know? There's people call me, like, oh, Melissa, you know, this came in the mail. Did you see that through the news? You know, things like that. I want to be, like, their, part of their family, too. That's what I want. So I think me, I will be open to be part of your family if you let me. Awesome. Well, appreciate you for coming on, giving us all this insight. I think everybody should work with professionals, and that's why we like to have professionals on here to actually, so people know the, the person behind the, the business, behind the profession. Mm-hmm. And so, like we said, we don't like people getting scammed out there, so to make it more <laughs> legitimized for them. So remember, guys, um, send our message if you guys do need help, and remember that an act of rebellion is to question. Mm-hmm.